This is a Soulfire production. What's up, crew? Um, happy Tuesday or whenever you're listening to this. I'm so excited to have you guys listen to the, today's conversation. It's going to be a ton of energy, so make sure you have your fans. I'm sure you guys are going to be sweating, walking around, pacing, because this chick has a ton of energy. We are both working with Soulfire Productions and my friend Kelly Tennant. She's like, out of anyone in this Soulfire crew, you really need to interview Judy Holler because she just has this energy that your crew is really, really going to vibe with. And I went deep down the rabbit hole with all of her content. And I'm like, oh, this, these are, this is my woman. This is my woman. So she's from it's the already Midwest. A vibe. <laughs> she's from the Midwest. She's from St. Louis. And she made her way to Chi-Town where she explored improv at Second City, which is so cool because I grew up going to Second City. It was one of my favorite places literally on earth where I would laugh and, and have so many great times with my family. Some of my best friends are now out of Second City. And she has gone on to from, you know, being in corporate, go on to build her own empire. So she's a keynote speaker. She's a best-selling author of Fear is My Homeboy. And she's the OG fear boss and an improv junkie, which I absolutely love. She's like, we have notes, but we're just going to improv. And I'm like, this is, this is how we, this is how we jive. So she does all the things, but she, she speaks to large audience and she, she does keynote speeches on all things, breaking through your limiting beliefs, facing fear head on, um, living beyond your comfort zone, um, earning what you're worth, all the things that we discuss on here. I just think she says it in such a digestible way that this audience can really receive it. So Judy, thank you so much for being here. And I'm so excited to get to know you deeper. Same. I feel the same way. And that energy is contagious. And I was laughing. I was trying not to like interrupt your awesome introduction, but like, I hope, you know, you better get ready, turn a fan on because you're going to be walking around and sweating. And it's so funny. I say that all the time. Like I will be on po people's podcast episodes and I'll be like dropping a bomb or like, you know, getting into like really heated into a point. And I'll be like, oh my God, I am sweating right now. Like, <laughs> and it's just like this thing and people just start laughing. And it's so true that energy is, is so exciting. And I think it's also a beautiful reminder that I'm very much alive. Like, yeah. and I also know that when I feel that vibration, when I lift to that level, mm. it means I'm in conversation with people that take me there. Um, and that I am, you know, experiencing transformation. And I, I think I'm always on a journey of transformation. Yeah. No doubt you, about you are an example of living activated. I just want to say that because I really mm. am actually already hot. And the one thing that I am, you know, so inspired by you is like, you don't, in my experience, and maybe this isn't completely a true reflection, but you don't dim your light. Like you, you really are bright and big and probably a lot for a lot of people. And I'm sure you've experienced judgment and you're like, yeah. well, I don't, I'm going to do me. And I think a lot of us can learn from you and really your journey to getting where you are today. So I don't know if you want to tell us a little bit about your story yeah. and, and what you've broken through to be this amazing now wife and stepmom and have this um, career and all the things you're doing. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Cliff Notes version in one sentence to describe what I do right now to help you stay sane 
and fear less, uh, ultimately, so that we can take more action in our lives, right? And so that's what I do now. But that journey began a long time ago on the streets of St. Louis. I am born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, moved up to Chicago by way of a, a big promotion in the hotel industry. So I, I went to college uh, in Missouri, Missouri State. I got a degree in communications, radio, television. I wanted to be an MTV VJ. Uh, <laughs> you remember MTV VJ? that was like my aspiration i was like i'm gonna be an mtv j oh my god downtown judy brown doesn't it have a ring to it right and so um i I, I am sorry too. I even tell the story in my book uh, about the time I got out of my college finals. It was a senior in college and I got out of my finals to get on a plane by myself to go out to Chicago and audition for what MTV's want to be a VJ. Wow. Um, spoiler alert. I never became a VJ. Okay. <laughs> but what I did learn is that I can travel alone and do big girl things and fail and move forward and take risks and get uncomfortable and live to talk about it, which is what the improv theater taught me. So, uh, got a degree, uh, bartended for a while. Um, nine 11 happened. World went crazy. No one was hiring. A friend of mine said, Oh, I know this hotel and they have salespeople. You should go be a sales manager. I'm like, wait, hotels have salespeople ended up getting my first job in the hotel industry, um, in St. Louis and built that into and scaled that into a really successful career that got me uh, promotion uh, to move up to Chicago. And I was uh, a national sales director. So I opened hotels and worked for companies like Marriott and Starwood and Omni. And my role was to bring, um, my last job was working for Omni hotels. And it was to, my, my job was to fill, we built the Dallas property. So I was on the sales team. So we were funneling business out of the Midwest and bringing big, large citywide conventions into, into Dallas and specifically into the Omni properties in and around the the downtown area. And so I loved what I did. I uh, was really um, involved from a leadership perspective. But meanwhile, running in the background was improv. I had taken my first improv class at the age of 30, by the way. I was 30 years old when I took my first ever improv class. Uh, and I just wanted to see how it felt. I had a, uh, you know, a storytelling background. Uh, I loved theater and all that, but I wasn't like a theater kid, but I loved Saturday Night Live. And I knew Second City was historic. And I said, okay, I'm single. I'm not, I'm new to a city. Like I have no kids. Like, why not? Let's go take a class, see what happens. The rest is history. I ended up uh, studying there for almost eight years, auditioned at the conservatory, got in, stayed in. And I was doing all of this on the side of a professional career in hospitality and sales. And I started to watch, and here was the flashpoint. I started to watch all of those things that were making me really brave on an improv stage, uh, make me really brave in the boardroom. I would more quickly raise my hand and ask the question. I'd sit in the front row of meetings. I'd ask for the promotion. I'd confront the toxic person. I'd speak up, right? I'd put myself out there in ways that I had never done before because I was learning how to have a different conversation with my fear. I was learning that getting uncomfortable is actually how you get more comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's what improv is all 
about. And so I started just speaking about it. I would like ask my director of sales. I'd be like, oh my God. So I learned this thing at Second City and can I lead the next sales meeting? We got to do these improv. And then I'd raise my hand because I was getting braver to like lead a, a breakout at our big industry conferences. And I'd get, you know, tapped on the shoulder to speak on bigger stage. And I was doing bigger stages. And I was doing all of this, by the way, for free. I was just speaking at any time I could to get the ideas out there. And then all of a sudden, one day I knew I started a little blog and things were happening and I started to get opportunities to like get paid to do this work. And it turned into over time, uh, me building up the courage to save the money. I put a little nest egg together, save the money, quit my job uh, in 2016. And I have never looked back. Uh, best decision and scariest decision I ever made. But now here we are with a company, uh, a fear boss community, um, uh, a, a lifestyle brand, the Vibe and Thrive lifestyle brand that helps people use um, high performance habits alongside of mental health prompts to stay productive. And of course, the book and my podcast and meeting people like you. And it all began with me choosing to open the door to that first ever improv classroom, even though I was scared, even though I was scared, I opened that door. And when I cracked open that door, I literally cracked open the rest of my life without even realizing that I was doing it. Oh, such a beautiful, you're such a natural born speaker. Even the way I'm like leaned in, I'm so engaged in what you're sharing and how you're sharing. There's so many nuggets throughout your story. And you know, I have had the blessing to be around people from Second City and I they live the yes and lifestyle. Yes, <laughs> and I, my office. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a genius way of living because I really do think it takes us out of our head uh, of the black and white and allows us to live a yes and it, it's 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 no longer either or and it, it all is right. And we get to be flexible. We get to, you know, pivot. I know you don't necessarily love that word, but but we get to meet each moment head on, right? And so what are some tools you teach people to live a yes and life? Because I know you. this has been a practice for you for a long time, but there's a lot of people that are scared to share their story, scared to speak on stage, still scared to bring up their idea in a meeting, know that there's something more for them, but they just haven't made that step. Like what, what are ways you teach people to open that door for themselves? Such a beautiful question. Yes. And I'd love to talk to you about that. So yes. And is the, is the root of what we do in the improv theater. It is how we learn how to keep things moving forward on an improv stage. So the yes is yes. I see you. Yes. I'm here. Yes. This thing is happening. And Here's what I'm going to do with it. And here's where we're going to go play. And here's how I'm going to add on to it. It is seeing a moment, an opportunity, a disruption, something scary, something exciting, and honoring where it's going to take you next instead of where most of us live with yes, but people and in yes, but environments. Like I love you, but, or your podcast is great, but, or, um, you know, your presentation was awesome, but right. You instantly feel like shit. You instantly feel like, okay. So basically everything you said before the, but is a bunch of bullshit, right? But if you can flip the script and say, I love you. And, uh, can we put our phones down at dinner? Because i I kind of miss you or your podcast is great. And you know what? Next time, maybe we 
go a little longer or your presentation was great. And next time let's use less slides, right? So we can have these collaborative, powerful conversations with people. And we don't necessarily have to do agree, but we can keep them moving forward in a really productive way by using these two words to keep it moving. And that's the power of the improv theater. Our job on a stage is to keep it moving, is to keep it moving. And when you do not know what to do, when you feel nervous, when you feel scared, say yes to the last thing that was said and add something add something to the conversation. This allows us to see the player, hear the player, and support the player by moving it forward. But most of us don't do that. So that's number one. I'll stop there and let you receive that because it's really powerful. Yes, and is not just an improv hack. It's a lifestyle. It's a mindset. It's a mantra that will keep your life moving forward. And let me bookend this thought with an idea. If fear so what most people don't realize, like fear has one job. Fear is actually, a lot of my work is on courage, right? And using the ideas from improv to help you fear less. If, if fear, fear's so boring. Fear is one job. <laughs> it's actually really basic. Fear is so boring, so basic. And it's, it's only job is to stop you. That's all it gets up every day to go do, to stop you. you so if, right, if fear's only job is to stop you. Now, sometimes we need our fear. It's going to keep us from walking down dark alleys, going to hang out with someone that has COVID right now. It's going to keep you from eating poisonous foods or doing, not paying your taxes, things like that. We don't want to be fearless. We want to be brave. And so um, when we think about our fear as a way to um, keep moving forward, we step into our power. So back to my original thought, if fear has one job and its job is to stop you, then the anecdote to fear is to keep moving. It's action. It's action. And the improv theater is all about action. And the two words, yes, and are action-based words. They keep you moving forward. Mm. So living a yes, and life could be like the end of our podcast. Here we go. 14 minutes in. That's it. Like let's little my job. No, seriously though, because if we can really just say yes and then we never stop. We don't get stuck. We don't we don't look at it as a block. We look at everything as an opportunity. And mm. I love that. So I know you speak on stages all over, teaching people courage, teaching people ways to overcome these voices that that show up in our heads. Oh, so I would love if you could kind of teach us the, a little bit. I know there's like tons of principles yeah. you have, but the fear boss mindset and maybe understanding yeah. how to manage fear and really just how to live inside of confidence. Because I know that's really so many people on the line. They want to live bolder, more confident, fuller, yes. fully expressed lives. Okay. I just wrote down a thought so I don't forget to say this because there's two things we need to talk about right now. Okay. okay great. So number one, we have to have a conversation about judgment. Please. This is huge. This is so huge. Please. People. I think when I, when I realized this, it set me free. We get so worried about other people's opinions of us. So we don't do the thing. We don't write the book. We don't start the business. We don't uh, launch the podcast. We don't, uh, we don't lead the toxic relationship. We don't lay down the bad habit. We don't step into our power because we are so afraid of what other people are going to think. We're so afraid people are going to judge us, that people aren't going to like us and that people are going to make fun of us. And here's the cold, hard truth that set me free. And I hope it does the same for you. 
And I hate to break it to you, but people already don't like you. Okay. (laughs) People are already judging you and people might already be making fun of you. So the question is number one, who are you living your life for? Who are you in your relationship for? Who are you raising those kids for? Who are you running your business for? Who are you, who are you creating any of the things you create for you or, or everybody else? Right. And so Everything that you do as a creator, as an entrepreneur, sure, we want to serve the world and make an impact. But if it doesn't bring you joy, it's it's pointless, right? So I love to think about that notion like, okay, who am I really making this decision for? And at the end of the day, this is my life. So that's number one. If there are, that's number one. We have to just get that out of the way. And number two, I'm a big 90s hip hop girl. I grew up in the 90s. I love all things 1990s hip hop. And normally you'll see me dropping a lot of 1990s hip hop quotes, but I'm going to give you some Bonnie Rate right now, okay? Oh, yeah. This is my, by the way, if this is the song I think it is, this is my number one karaoke go to song. Never stop it. <laughs> Now it's going to be in our heads all day long. Let's give them something, something to talk, talk about. about. <laughs> we um, really are so sweet. Can't figure out how about love. Yes, love, girl. Yes. So we can't put the song in, but we'll give it to you our way. Listen, if they're already talking, let's go give them something to talk Amen. about. Amen. Isn't that good? So I hope that we had to start there because... Not everybody's going to get it, right? right? And not everybody's going to clap for you. And not everybody's going to understand what it is that you're chasing. So stop worrying about what everybody else is thinking and start leaning into what your soul is calling you to do and trust yourself because no one does it your way. And that's number one. That's the first thing we have to address. And I'll stop there to let you receive that. But it sounds like you... (sighs) I mean, that, that was, that was huge. And I know that's going to serve so many people on the line to just say, listen, who am I living my life for? Like that's, that was a huge, huge breakthrough for me. And that's when I, I really, really took off inside of my business. So I, I received that. Thank you for that. And that's an activated life. You know, that's why you are activated. That's a choice, by the way, you can either be somewhat activation. Like I love the name of your podcast. And I think activate is such a, such a beautiful, powerful, strong, brave word, but activate means action. It means movement. It means let's go. And I think that is how we make change in our lives. Bravery is a verb. You can't sit there and be brave right now. For someone like me, who's very high frequency, sometimes sitting on my couch and watching Netflix is actually really brave because it is hard for me to slow down. And I need that to like, go take a bath. Ooh, brave, right? (laughs) But still, it's action. It's me making a choice to sit my ass on the couch and take a break, right? But activation is courage in motion, right? And so another idea, as we think about tactical things your listeners can take away, right? So we want to say yes. And we want to be careful of other people's opinions. Remember, let's go give them something to talk about. Number three, one of the big tenets of the improv theater, we have to talk about failure. One of the big tenets of the improv theater is this notion that there are no mistakes, only gifts. And so we are trained to fail on purpose. And I'll never forget one of my early improv instructors would, would tap our entire ensemble on the shoulder, like right before we were going out on stage. And we all do like, I got your back. I got your back. I got your back before we go up on stage, which is great. But then he would also say, all right, guys, I want you to get up there tonight. I want you to fail. I want you to fail so hard. 
I want you to bomb. I want you to break it. I want you to fail. And I was like, you know, this is like corporate America, Judy going, what are you talking about? Because like during the day I'm being told to like be myself, but not too much or do whatever you want with the presentation, but copy me first. Or you know what I mean? <laughs> so put an improv, they were like, uh, all that weird stuff, turn up the volume. Like, I need you to like break it because it's in the breaking it. You figure out where you're supposed to go next. And you realize your power because once you break it and live to talk about it, you go, Oh my God, I can fall down and fail and break things and actually live to talk about it, which makes you get more excited about breaking things, falling down and living to talk about it, which is, Oh, by the way, all of entrepreneurship and all of life and all of career building. If you are not brave enough to fail, you are going to have a really hard time in life. And so this notion of no mistakes, only gifts is the mantra. I am either going to do something and I'm going to learn, or I'm going to do something and I'm going to win. But either way, I won't lose because my mindset doesn't live in that place. Right. And so you can even take COVID. The improviser mindset for the pandemic and COVID is, okay, COVID is happening, but it's not happening to me. It's happening for me. And I am awake enough to realize the difference. And I am brave enough to see this as a big, long, juicy, wild improv performance that I don't really know how it may end, but I know I'm going to show up every day and say, yep, still COVID. And here's what I can do today to make a positive impact. And so I, I can do that more confidently because I've built up the threshold of failure over time. And honestly, I, in my company and and in what we do every day, we, we throw failure parties. I write about it in my book. Like we literally celebrate it. We're like, dude, we bombed that. Oh, and then we're like, great. And this is in corporate. Like I'd literally get a conference room, cake pops, confetti, play like a 90s Spotify playlist. And we would get a flip, you know, write it all up. And we'd be like, what, how did we fail? Awesome. What did we learn? And those are empowering leaders. Those are empowering conversations. Those are empowering exercises because now we're building together. We're learning, we're growing, and we're building and moving forward. Again, we're yesing what happened and we're focusing on where we're going to go. Yeah. You really, you really live this in action. Just, just watching you. I'm like, so mesmerized. I'm, you're you're really activating me. Like this, you are the perfect person for this podcast. It's incredible. Now, do you ever deal with people that are afraid of success? You know, fear of success is the real deal. Absolutely. And I'm. I think that's or, really what like me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I get it too. I mean, we were just talking about this. I was in a room on Clubhouse, this new like app. Yeah. Wherever are you in Clubhouse? Yeah, yet? Hanging yeah. I'll have to follow you. <laughs> Overwhelming. Um, oh, it's so overwhelming. Not, it's 24 seven. People are running those chats all day long. I don't know what to do with it, but like people are like, come in and I'm like, okay. And then I'm there and then I'm stressed and, but it's also cool. And, but anyway, we were just in a room and we were talking about imposter syndrome and social media. And this was the conversation, like everybody was having these people. Some of these people were like New York times bestselling authors. Right. And they're like, dude, texting us on the side. We're like, get on stage. Like we saw someone was in the room. We're like, get up here with us. And she's like, dude, no way. I do not like, and I'm like, dude, you are like, legend, right? And so we all, it's so easy to fear and not saying like you have to be in a clubhouse room to have success, but even the most successful people feel that imposter syndrome. And I struggle sometimes with the fear of success because if my business gets to this place, or maybe this is why, and Laura, I just had like a, a moment of awakening. One of the things I've been putting off personally 
is like figuring out the whole world of like PR and media and like putting yourself out there and getting in magazines. And maybe now that I'm like having this conversation with you, like maybe some of that is rooted in that fear of success, because if that happens, if you get the TV spot, if you accidentally get lucky enough to get on GMA, then, oh shit, then what, you know, right. Am I ready? Am I ready? And they're all I'll find out. And I that I literally do not know what I'm doing. Most <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That my and life literally is improv. <laughs> right. Like, oh my gosh. Right. And so I think that is so do you do you get that feeling as well? Yeah, that, definitely. And I'm having an awakening, even having this conversation with you. And, and I don't necessarily know the answer besides continuing to say yes. However, I definitely know there's ways I block myself because I'm like, do I really want to be seen on a bigger level? Yeah. And I think that is such a brave thing to admit. And, and me too, me too. Um, you know, new levels, new devils, new levels, new devils. And, you know, you know, people get so obsessed with social media followings, right? Like, oh my God, a followers, 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 followers. Okay, great fine. I get it. It's great. It's, but I would rather have a small engaged community that is ride or die than a community that makes me feel anxiety. And I always go off the fun meter. Like I chase fun over following. Like there was, there was a long time that I was like on social, like looking at what everybody else was doing and thinking I had to fit in a certain box. And I, sure. I just, you know, when you don't know what you're doing, what do you do? You kind of copy other people, you make it your own, but you're like, Oh, well then I'll do what she's doing. That looks good. Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? I'll follow what she's doing. And the second I decided, no, 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 no. I'm just going to do me. I'm going to do me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dress the way I want to dress. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. I'm going to title my book the way I want to title. I'm going to like the things I like to like. I'm not, I'm done hiding. Um, and I'm done. It's hard to not be yourself. Right. Right. It's exhausting. It's like, you have a limited amount of energy. Activation requires energy. Right. You have a limited amount of energy. So why are you wasting your beautiful energy trying to be something you're not? You're going to run out. You're yeah. going to run out. Yeah. You're going to yeah. run out. And so I just stopped and I'm, I'm starting to now have a lot more fun. Like I can, I can let things go faster. I don't take it so seriously. And I'm always saying to people like, it ain't that deep. It ain't that deep. <laughs> It shouldn't be that deep. I mean, I'm running a business. Sure. It's not easy and it's not for the faint of heart. I get mm-hmm. it. And neither is social and neither is podcasting. Right. 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 But it ain't, it ain't that deep. Like, no, it's not that serious. Show up. Life is so short. We've, it's, we've really realized that this year. So give it your all show up, play full out. Play. We don't play like we used to. And that's one of the mm-hmm. big things I, I talk about in the work. And that's why I use improv mm-hmm. to help people you know, they always say if there's any speakers or aspiring speakers on the, on the airwaves with us, um, I don't know why I had to get in radio voice for that. But, um, Are you in our airwaves? <laughs> that is not how I am on my podcast. One thing that I know you're talking about how to live an activated way of life. And we only have a certain amount of energy and we can't fit into anyone else's box. And, you know, we learned that life is short in 2020 and we just get to be us. But there are so many high performers on the line. And I know you speak to this audience, like top earners, top achievers, high performers. What are, um, like, how do you get more done in less time? How do you, I know you're super obsessed with talking about goal-focused life, high performance habits to maximize productivity. Um, This is your audience to just drop those hacks. 
Oh, I love that. And that makes me even more obsessed with your audience um, because I would say besides improv, besides finally getting to a point where I truly learned how to love myself, I think those two things. Can we talk about that really quick? Because I think a lot of people are on that journey. How do, what is, first of all, I think that term is super overused. And I, my Instagram handle actually, when I was in California was love yourself because I, I was really, really on that journey. And when you're on that journey to really understanding what that means, it's so much deeper than the words. It's, it's really coming into an ownership of self-love, acceptance, forgiveness, cherishing, confidence, Godfidence, like ownership, all of those things. And I'm just wondering just any hacks you have or any, you know, tools you used along the way to really come into yourself in that way. I think so many people are on that path listening. A hundred percent. And it's a beautiful segue to the work we're doing in our Vibe and Thrive community, which is the goal-focused planning community that is like rooted in um, mental health prompts and work. And loving myself is a big part of it. I mean, chapter one of my book, love yourself, right? Love yourself. I mean, it was on purpose because it is a very misunderstood thing. But for me, you know, who you put in your life, who you hang out with, your choices, um, all of that is a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. Totally. Self-worth. And self-worth, and you know, our mutual friend, Jessica Zweig, you know, your self-worth and your net worth are directly tied. It's cause and effect, right? The cause is self-worth, the effect is net worth, right? And one can't work with the without the other. And so I'll answer your question in two parts because it's going to talk about mental health and loving yourself, but also about high-performance habits. And it's this, this community that we're building and a lifestyle brand that is um, around the big idea of vibing and thriving. And so I've, I've created a planner. It's a goal focused planner. It's called the vibe and thrive planner. And it's all about this notion that your vibe, your energy, your self-worth directly affects your ability to thrive. And so over the years, so when I was telling you, there are three things that have changed my life the most, right? Improv, loving myself and goal focused planning. Um, I knew that when I went down this path of finally creating a tool like this, cause I've been putting it off for a while, maybe because I was running the hustle. I was on the road all the time, traveling, speaking. I never slowed down enough to really put heart and hustle behind uh, this, this, this product and this community. But I finally did. Thank you, COVID. And it's been such a blessing because I goal-focused planning, thinking about your year and your life and your day days in smaller windows has 100% been responsible for transforming my life. That said, I couldn't find, I didn't really find anything on the market that also included the priority uh, of mental health and mental wellness into that process. Right. And so, uh, I built out a tool, this planner that allows you to really look at your life and your business and your day to day in a 90 day window. It blends your personal life with your professional life, but it also includes daily love yourself uh, and and courage building and failure focused tools that help you inch your dreams forward, but also inch yourself forward. So we have, so when you think about someone who is really on a journey of trying to love yourself more, are you talking to yourself 
the way you should be talking to yourself. Because if you're sitting around every day saying things, you know, we've all got this inner mean girl saying things, you know, I am never going to find love. I am horrible at confrontation. I am a horrible speaker. I am awful at balancing a budget. I am never going to get out from underneath this debt. I am never going to be able to stop drinking alcohol. You will be. Wish granted. However, if you can flip the script and begin to have start your morning every day with conversations like we, I call them my 10 I am power statements, a part of the daily planner prompt. I am safe to relax and receive. I am always getting better. I am right on time. I am worthy of wealth. I am worthy of health. I am allowed to say no. I am allowed to change my mind. I am a seven-figure entrepreneur. I am going to crush this podcast today with Laura Holloway, right? This is how we transform because guess what? Wish granted. Wish granted. So we have to begin there. And I think loving yourself begins with the way you talk to yourself. This could even be as simple as doing the 10 I am power statements in my planner or taking a sticky pad of post-it notes and putting them all over your mirror, putting one on your car dashboard. I mean, I began that practice when I was traveling as a keynote speaker. I'd get so nervous before a talk and I'd be lonely and I'd be in my head. And and I would just put these post-it notes up that said, you know, I am going to get a stand innovation and I am an awesome awesome. speaker, right? And I am worthy of success. And maybe it happened and maybe it didn't, but at least I was setting the vibe. I was putting myself into a place of loving myself versus a place of anxiety and fear and overwhelm. And those are shifts. We do this for our kids. We do this for our friends. You go girl, you got this. You're so smart. You're going to ace the test but we don't do it for ourselves. And that's that's a shift you can make right there when you think about the process of loving yourself. And we put those sort of prompts into our planner because you could have the best day in the world lined up, but if you don't start the day with the right vibe, you know, it's going to affect everything you do the rest of the day. Yeah. So we talk take so much through. on this podcast about the power of language. We've done tons of episodes on it because how we speak about ourselves is really what's manifesting in our lives. And so I love that you start with that before the goal, because we could be talking ourselves out, have the goal and be talking ourselves out of it simultaneously. Oh my God. Yeah. And just remember like wish granted. I love wish that. granted. Like words are wands. Words are wands, period. And I love that analogy. Like this notion of like, you can get whatever you want. So be careful what you're asking for, right? And be careful what you're telling yourself. Also be careful of what you you're listening to that you're receiving as the truth, because whether it's a, it's an affirmation or a negative comment, you know, if you take it on as the truth, it's, it's the truth. So just also being careful of taking and receiving other people's opinions and perspectives and really, really getting clear inside of yourself. What's true for you. Oh yeah. Inputs and outputs. I talk a lot about this. Like if you want more powerful, more activating, more creative outputs, really be thinking about what your input puts look like, you know, are you, you need to remix. You're a little bit like a DJ, right? And so I'm always thinking about myself, like, do I, are my inputs diverse enough or am I only following and reading and consuming content from people who look like me and think like me and Mm. talk like me, right? So I am following uh, graffiti artists and tap dancers and DJs and scientists and all kinds of interesting people from all over because it, 
it inspires my conversations. It inspires the work I created and inspires the conversations I have on my show, the way I can show up here for you. So I would, I would really challenge you, remix your inputs, mix those up, scratch the record every now and then, remix it up because it's really going to affect your outputs in life. And do not feel guilty about hitting that unfollow button when it's time to let that toxic energy go. I, I do unfollow Fridays. It's Friday. So I unfollowed about five, <laughs> it's five Friday. people. It's Friday. Watch week. out watch out. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like letting go of that. Like we need to declutter our lives. According to Marie Kondo, we also need to declutter our social media feeds and our, our actual lives with human beings that, um, don't serve us. I love it. So, so we have the self-love, you know, down, we're doing our, um, our affirmations. Now let's talk about these high performance habits. Yes. Let's do it. So, um, the big idea that has transformed my, my life the most as it, as it relates to goal-focused planning and high-performance habits is working in smaller windows to achieve maxim, maximum results. And I think, listen, I am always thinking about the, the big picture. You know, what does 2052 Judy look like? You know, I'm going to talk in third person for a second. It's going to get super weird. So what does 2052 Judy Holler look like, right? Who does she want to be? What does she look like? What is she wearing? Where does she want to go? Where does she live? All these things that said, that's all great. I can dream about her all day long. I can want to have a certain amount of money in my 401k, my bank account, my, all the stuff. But none of that matters if I am not taking action today to make sure that that version of myself becomes a reality. And I think so many people, let me give you a quick story. This will really hopefully explain why the work of goals and goal-focused planning is so, so important and powerful. I was on a phone call uh, the other day with my very best friend, who is a a, a mom, a a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, a teacher, husband works, engineering, and, you know, life and COVID and homeschooling and being a teacher. And she's in the hustle, right? She's got two young kids figuring it out, working mama. And it was like a few weeks ago, beginning of the, the year, and we were on the phone. I said... So you got to tell me like, what are your big goals this year? And cause you know me, I'm like nerd alert. I love goals. I love it. Love it. Love it. Dreaming, planning, all of it. And she goes, she laughs. She goes, girl goals. She goes, are you kidding me? I am like just trying to stay sane right now. And it was a very passive aggressive. And she's my favorite person in the world. And I'll share with you where this conversation went, but it felt very non-Jody. It felt rooted in fear. It felt rooted in anxiety. And I just let her talk and I sort of just received what she was saying to me. And I took a deep breath because my knee jerk reaction was like, I wanted to get out a PowerPoint presentation of all the reasons why she needed to like set goals. Right. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh. To be your best friend. So epic. Right. Let me get out my PowerPoint presentation and share with you the research on. So the truth of the matter is this, if you are listening to this right now and you want to, because maybe you laughed at that because you could relate and you were just trying to stay sane because this pandemic, i.e. the panty, we have no idea what's going to happen. We have no idea what's going on. We're waiting for a vaccine, but are we going to get one? Are restaurants open? Are they closing? It can feel like, how do I even think about tomorrow? Because I don't even know what's happening today. Like I I'm furloughed. I'm trying to save my business. Maybe someone I know is really struggling. I've got a friend in the hospital. It could feel really overwhelming right now. So if you are also like Jody trying to stay sane, guess what? It's going to take goals. 
You're going to have to set a goal to maybe put your phone down a little bit more. Maybe you set a goal to unfollow some people. Maybe you set a goal to get to the gym a little bit more. Maybe you set a goal to find a therapist. I mean, all these are goals. All of these are goals. And so what I want you to hear right now, a goal isn't some joke. It's not something that people who are obsessed with planning do. It is a ladder. Goals are a ladder out of where you are to where you want to go, right? They are the key that will unlock all of your deepest dreams and desires, but it all begins with a goal. Think about it. We do not laugh at people who build a house with a blueprint. So why would you build this house, your house, with without a blueprint, right? It would be crazy to build your dream house without a roadmap. So why don't you have one, right? And so this is the power. They are a ladder that will take you out of any place you don't want to be and get you to where you want to go, man. It's a key. And that to me is inspiring and goals and, and thinking about my goals in smaller windows so I can actually achieve results and stay flexible, which is improv has transformed my, my life, my business, my bank account, my relationships. And we put it all into a, a planner to, to, to share that with other people, to give other people the access to this ladder that can help them make big, bold changes. And of course we, we have the mental health component, but, but it's really about getting people to think about, okay, who do you want to be, but what are we doing today to make sure that becomes a reality. I love it. It seems like you have those habits down and we can get those in your planner. And I definitely encourage everybody to do it. I'm absolutely going to do it myself. And I'm going to send you one. I'll send you one. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. I'm definitely going to do it because it it just sounds exactly right up my alley. And one of my friends, she's been on the podcast a few times. Her name is Katie Calder. She's a master in human design. She was talking about particularly my archetype, which is um, a projector. And I work in very, very small spurts. And, and I do like from eight to 11, I can get a day, sometime a week's worth of work done. Right. And then I have energy to do other things and stay creative and be happy and be tapped in and for more ideas to come through. So I love that you open with this idea of like performing in smaller spurts and not having to drain it out around along the whole day, because I do feel like that gives you more energy and allows you to stay in activation. And one question I asked uh, on last week or two weeks ago's podcast was, what is everybody's activate formula? I was actually on Clubhouse and there was a bunch of really cool creatives having this conversation around what's their creative formula. Like these are people that wrote sick books, amazing artists, painters. They're talking about like, if I'm an actual professional painter, I have to get up and be creative. So what, what is my formula that I know when I do this, I get creative. So I'm wondering what your formula is because you just seem like you live like an Energizer Bunny 24-7. When I go, Judy, you need to be activated. You got to be on one today. What's your formula to activate? Activate. Um, So... Yeah. I mean, well, there's certain tactical things I do to activate before, um, a a big talk or even a podcast, protecting my energy, not looking at email, staying in the zone, uh, eating something really healthy, slamming a green juice, watching my caffeine. Obviously I don't need a lot of it. Um, so there's I do like that acutely to make sure like, I don't need to look at email before I get into a space with you. Because if the one, if I see something that, that doesn't make me happy, it's going to take my energy to a place that 
doesn't serve what we're trying to do. So I'm really mindful about where um, I spend my time specifically before high stakes events. Uh, but I mean, I activate, man, I, I love to get high off my own supply. I move my body a lot. <laughs> so I'm a Peloton junkie. I was a soul cycler in Chicago. And then when I moved yeah. to Ohio, I lost soul cycle and five years ago, got a Peloton. And so, um, I move my body. Um, I, I, I do not feel guilty, uh, about saying no, because I know saying no protects my yeses. Mm. So those are instant things. Um, I have given myself the permission to change my mind. So that's an easy way to activate yourself. I mean, we get so we, we commit to things and then we try them out. And we're like, Oh no, this thing, this is not going to be nope, nope, nope. And we feel bad about that. So it can keep us stuck. So I give myself the permission to say, no, I give myself the permission to change my mind. But tactically it is the, the tools I share in my planner, like every morning, I, my, my community, if anybody's listening, cause I'll share this on my platform. Like I'm always saying like light a candle and catch a vibe, like hey! literally every morning. And yeah, this is why I loved your candle and your crystals. Like I'm so into it. I have my oils. I, I get up in the morning. Um, and I light a candle. I get into my office. Um, I put on like whatever's calling to me on Spotify. And I begin the process of vibing and thriving, which is, um, some activation steps. You know, what am I most excited about today? Three things I'm grateful for. What are my top three priorities? Focus. Focus is big. Um, my 10 IM power statements, a build up to myself. You know, if I were my own high performance coach, what would I tell myself about today? Wow. And then uh, wh what is one way I can love myself? That's another prompt. And I have a little arrow that says, don't forget to schedule it. Right. And then, um, one of the other prompts is because I have a yes and mindset, what will I say yes to? And today I said that I would put my phone down after 7 PM tonight Beautiful. so that I'm, I'm connected. And then like, what was I, one thing I'm excited about today? activate <laughs> meeting Laura. I put you down one way I can practice self-care. I'm getting a massage at three fabulous. Right. Um, so again, like power statements, you know, it just, so that is what I do. That's how I activate every morning. And it got me ready for you. Uh, but acutely before a high stakes event, I just remove. So I don't look at my social. I don't look at my email. Um, I try not to drink a lot of caffeine and I just, um, get myself ready, listen to music, things like that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, this has been so full of goodies. I, and I can't wait to get you on my show. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, this is, this is fun. This is, you're, you're really fun. I can't wait till we can do live events again. Cause I'm going to have you in for some of our big audiences live. Cause I just feel like we could get on stage. We could do some improv. We could do some, I, I love doing workshops that are like actually physically doing things and moving and, and breaking through live. Like I love breaking through live. Um, is there anything else that you haven't shared that you feel like is really important for um, a audience that is just ready to go and go to the next level? Mm, what a beautiful question to end your show with, by the way. I think that's so good. You know, love yourself and, and, and stop feeling bad or shameful or guilty about getting what you need. I think there is us women, especially we put everybody first. We put everybody first and we end up last on our own list time and time and time again. And this is how we end up sick and exhausted and overwhelmed and stressed out. It takes guts to say, not today, not now, maybe someday, but not now. And so I just hope, you know, 
every one of you listening to this realizes your power and realizes that you are allowed to say no. You are allowed to get what you need for yourself. You are allowed to, to practice self-care. And it's not some, some, some BS hype. It is medicine, medicine for your mind and your soul that will make you a better spouse, a better mama, a better CEO, and most certainly leave you more activated. Mm -hmm. So Thank you for that. That was definitely for me. Uh, Judy, you have been amazing. I know you've shared so many tools with us. Um, How can we get them? How can we follow you? How can we listen to you? Because I know you have so much goodness that you put out there. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, we'll link up in the show notes, I'm sure. All of so it, yeah. the cliff notes, the cliff notes. I mean, Instagram is my favorite place to hang out uh, at Judy, J-U-D-I, holler, holler, H-O-L-L-E-R. Um, and then my, that is my handle on all the platforms. So come find me wherever you can Google my name. All my books are on Amazon. Go to my website, check out the Vibe and Thrive Planner. My goodness, it is yeah. my life's work and, and certainly the heartbeat behind everything we're doing now. And we offer a mastermind. Uh, wow. We're calling it a masterclass. So we teach people how to use uh, the, the goal focus planning system. And uh, we're going to be opening up um, a membership soon. So just stay tuned to me on Instagram. Um, there is, a, um, you can text, if you're listening right now, you can text, well, don't do it if you're driving, because I don't want you to hurt yourself. But when you get home, text brave, brave, the word brave to 474747. And you can get a couple free chapters of my book, you can get some cool screensavers, and you'll get connected to our community. So so you can start getting my little newsletter and we don't spam you. We just love you, but a great way to like not have to just make, send the text, enter your email. And that's how you can stay connected to mm, all the good. I love it. Thank you so much, Judy. This has been so fun being activated by you. Oh, you're a gift. We'll talk soon until next week. Stay activated, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please share this episode and DM us. We'd love to interact with you about all you learn and create from this. If you love this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to get real-time updates when all new episodes go live. And if you can, please leave us a review. It will help us grow our community and our message to support more leaders on their growth journey. If you want to continue to hang out with me, follow me on Instagram at Laura E. Holloway and subscribe to my weekly newsletter at lauraeholloway.com for weekly downloads, blogs, upcoming workshops, events, and more. Stay aligned and make your move. I'll see you next week.